whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Bears beats The Office on Peacock. Stream every moment from Dunder Mifflin and explore bonus extras and exclusives. Plus, if you're looking for more classic hits, you can stream every episode of Parks and Recreation, Two and a Half Men, and every season of SNL. In the mood for something brand new? Check out Peacock's original comedies, The Amber Ruffin Show, and Saved by the Bell. Whether you're craving a new binge or familiar fave, you can find tons of comedy hits on Peacock. Get started for free at PeacockTV.com. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Saved by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy faves, go to PeacockTV.com and get started. It's still real to me, damn it! everybody welcome to this week's edition of the still real toast show episode number 583 for april 15th 2021 this is your wrestlemania 37 week recap and review edition of s r t u we look back at everything from the hall of fame nxt takeover stand and deliver and of course wrestlemania 37 and everything else in between before and after i'm one half of the show i am jeff peck Joined every single week by my co-host, the one only Dr. Trey Franklin. Dr. Trey, once WrestleMania week is behind us, I feel like we all need to drink, my friend. Um, I, I second that notion. Uh, I actually had one, I believe it was Monday night after Raw, uh, just trying to wind everything in because, God, I love wrestling, Jeff, but that was a lot of content, although not bad. So I can't complain about that. Yeah, no, 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 not bad, and we'll get into it momentarily here, but uh, yeah, lots of wrestling. I mentioned on last week's show, our earlier edition of SRTU, uh, from Monday, April 5th, till about April 17th, so still two days ahead of us. Uh, so from the 5th to the 16th, there's going to be wrestling on television every day. 17th is the only date where there is no wrestling on uh, for the first time during this entire WrestleMania week. So uh, we'll recap and review everything from WrestleMania week for you. We'll kick it off with uh, Tuesday, the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, Dr. Trey. Uh, it was a virtual ceremony. Class of 2020 was John Bradshaw Layfield, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, Jusha Thunder Liger, NWO, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Kevin Ash, Scott Hall, and Sean Six Waltman. The Bella Twins, Nikki and Brie Bella, William Shanner for the Celebrity win- Wing, Titus O'Neil for the Warrior Award, uh, class of 2021, Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, Kane, The Great Khali, Rob Van Dam, Ozzy Osbourne from The Celebrity Wing, and uh, one of WWE's employees, Rich Caring, um, Herring, excuse me, was the Warrior Award winner. Uh, I watched it. So each 
class uh, inductee was about an hour and a half long, so three hours total on Tuesday night. Uh, I'm going to sound like a Twitter, a, a tweet here, Dr. Trey, from that Tuesday night. I, I always enjoy the Hall of Fame ceremony, but I, I'm with everybody here. It was uh, it was kind of awkward given the way that they, they decided to do it this year with the uh, the fake crowd noise and the virtual crowd. Yeah, and that was the part that threw me off. It was like they would start you you hear the uh, audio get piped in at one point. You're like, I, I don't think they said anything applause worthy there. And then another point they would say something, and you're like, there's no noise for that. Like that should be a clap, but it, it is. And I and you know I they're trying to make the best of a of a you know crowdless situation. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of awkward and funky. I was I was just waiting for a random this is awesome chance to break out in the middle of a Rich Herring speech. Uh, do you think? Do you really think if fans were in attendance, they would scream or start chanting one more match to Nikki and Brie Bella? Um, maybe. I mean, the Bella Twins obviously have a following. Otherwise, WWE would have kept them around as long as they have. So, I mean, there might have been a smattering of those. I mean, heck, I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, you go to a sitcom taping or you know a Conan O'Brien taping, and they have the part, you know, the little applause meter that pops up. You know, they might have coerced the crowd to give them a uh, one more match chance. Um, but, I mean, in reality, it, it, the, the diehard fans like us are kind of, you know, indifferent when it comes to Bella Twins matches. But they do have a very strong pop- popularity. Obviously, the TV show's been around forever. Got a spinoff. And people buy their merchandise. So they, there's a strong popularity of them out there. Yeah, I do like the Bella Twins. Um, I, I did feel like WWE did pipe in a lot of stuff that was a bit awkward. I thought the red carpet stuff was a bit awkward because if you're going to do the red carpet, like why don't you show the wrestlers in the crowd? Like to me, as a fan watching at home, I just felt like that they told everybody to bring their suit or really nice gown or dress for the red carpet ta- taping. And then uh, we'll just record you guys like you know answering random questions in between each inductee. And that's really that. Like, they really didn't sit there. Maybe some of them stood off on the side, but I don't think that they sat there. I mean, uh, you know, it was – I think you said it best. I think they made the best out of a really awkward situation um, or a tough situation, I should say, with the Hall of Fame ceremony. It was nice to see the class of 2020 finally get acknowledged, Uh, the class of 2021 getting acknowledged as well. They didn't go on and on. It wasn't a five-hour show like we're used to and, and some speeches that would go for 40 minutes. Uh, but I also felt like some of the speeches were were cut sh- like a little too short, like maybe not three to five minutes that they were given, but maybe like 10 to like give them an opportunity and like a max of 10 to talk about their careers. Like I would like to hear, hear what each of them had to say, you know, a little bit longer rather than having the Miz tell me about like his favorite Rob Van Dam match or something. Um I, I guess if that was the one little change, like if you want to put a max a cap on the on the speeches, I'm down with that. But like, let's do ten minutes instead of like three to five heavy edit edits because I felt like there was uh, some heavy edits in Molly Holly's speech in particular. I don't know how you felt about that, Doctor Trey. Yeah, I kind of felt that Molly's, uh, you know, and like you know the, the celebrity Shatner and Ozzy, like their speeches made it sound like they didn't even know what they were getting inducted to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for this award slash trophy slash certificate. I don't really, you know, it was just awkward. Like, Khalees was really short. And, you know, like, I'm so, you know, sorry I can't be there. But then we see him three nights later. You know, it's like, okay, thought you couldn't be here, but now you're here. So why couldn't you be? Like, 
it was it was like you said earlier. It, it was awkward and kind of clunky, but I, I you know, unfortunately for the inductees, it, it just kind of is what it is given the circumstances. Um, you know, I, I think WWE kind of went in with their their mindset of who they thought fans cared about and who they may have thought they were indifferent about. Um, and the ones that they thought the fans might be indifferent about were the ones that were kind of heavily edited, which is unfortunate for, you know, the Shatners, the Osbournes, the, the Molly Hollies, the Collies. Jewish and Liger got like 38 seconds, it seemed like. Um, you know, it just it kind of seemed like, hey, we know you guys don't really care about this. We're just doing these people because we feel obligated in some way. And uh, we're going to move on and just kind of focus on, you know, JBL, the NWO, Bischoff, and, and, and Kane, and Rob Van Dam. Yeah, I guess the theme of it is they uh, they made the best of a really tough situation. So Hall of Fame in the past there. Hopefully we'll get in front of crowds again in 2022. Uh, let's carry it over to Wednesday night. NXT TakeOver Stand Deliver Night 1 recap and review. The first match it was on the pre-show. Zoe Stark defeating Tony Storm. We obviously did not predict that match, Dr. Trey. Um, my notes from this match is that NXT officials seem to be pretty high on Zoe Stark, and I cannot blame them. Huge win for Zoe Stark to defeat the most recent number one contender at the Women's Championship and former NXT UK Women's Champion Tony Storm. Uh, I would not be surprised if Tony Stark is the fa- Stark is the face of the NXT Women's Division by year end. I, I think the sky's the limit for her. I think they really like her, and uh, I think she could be a uh, a huge name here soon by year end for NXT. Yeah, and I really want I, want, I actually kind of want Tony Storm and and. Um, Billy Stark, no, was her name? Would you say Billy Stark? No, Zoe Stark. Sorry, Zoe Stark. Yes, I want Zoe Stark and Tony Storm to join forces and call themselves Tony Stark. Ooh, I see. I think that's what threw me off. I know <laughs> the names kind of do go together. It's like you know, but I, you know, it was a good performance. Like I, I she kind of reminds me of that, like you know, the early stages of the Baileys and and the Sasha, like that kind of like baby face, happy to be here kind of push. I think they see a lot of potential in her, and, and I think that's where they're going to run with. I, I think she's one of those people that we're going to see in NXT for a couple of years and long-term build the women's division around her before she finally goes to the main roster because she's still very, very young as well. Uh, let's get to the next match here. Pete Dunne taking on Kushida. Uh, I had Pete Dunne winning. Dr. Trey had Pete Dunne winning, and Pete Dunne did defeat Kushida on Wednesday night. Uh, I would have liked to see this go a little bit longer. The booking of Kushida is still confusing. More on him in a bit, but I understand why they had Pete Dunne win. Dream matchup on paper that uh, didn't carry over like I had hoped. Your thought, Pete Dunne defeating Kushida? Yeah, I, I think you had higher expectations because for me, I was like, it's probably the opening match. It'll be a good competitive match, and, and they'll give it you know, a little bit of time, but they're not going to give it the full amount of time that we probably think it deserves. And that's kind of what I got. So I was satisfied with my expectation where I think you might have been expecting a little bit more. Still a very compelling match, good technical skills, like kind of showcase what both guys are good at, and both guys got out of there uninjured, which I think is also a big factor. So, um, like, like I said, I thought it was, I thought it was a fine match. I just didn't, you know, if, if you gave them twenty to thirty minutes, it's going to be great. You give them twelve, it's going to be a little bit less. Uh, Six man gauntlet eliminator match to determine the number one contender for the NXT North American Championship on night two. Dr. Trey and I both had Dexter Loomis winning. This match had Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, and Dexter Loomis in L.A. Knight. Uh, Bronson Reed got the victory. It was a surprisingly good match with several surprising results throughout the gauntlet match. Uh, I thought it was very enjoyable, and I was very happy for Swerve and Reed to be the final two participants. Uh, Bronson Reed, Dr. Trey, getting the victory here and uh, got to face Johnny Gargano in night two. Your thoughts on the first match from night one? 
yeah, it was a complete surprise to me. I, I really, if you had told me the final two were going to be Swerve Scott and Bronson Reed, I would have said you were nuts. Uh, let alone, you know, Bronson Reed winning. Uh, it was it was very surprising and uh, maybe and kind of shocking because to me, I thought they would be building this up this you know for Johnny Gargano to face somebody that the fans have been really wanting him to see because it is WrestleMania weekend. Uh, maybe they're saving Gargano Loomis for a, the, their next bigger show. I don't know it's bigger than WrestleMania weekend, but maybe that's what they're saying. I, I don't know the booking idea behind it other than, hey, let's make Swerve and Bronson look really good coming out of this, which I think they did. If that, if that was their goal, they accomplished it pretty well. Uh, let's get to the next match. Walter taking on Tommaso Ciampa for the United Kingdom NXT United Kingdom Championship. Dr. Trey and I both had Walter winning, and Walter did get the victory. Great match. Uh, it's been a while since we had a memorable Champa match, in my opinion. We got that on Wednesday. It did feel like 2018 Champa was in the ring. I love this match, Dr. Trey. I thought Walter and Champa brought it. You kind of forgot about these two guys. It's like being the veterans on this entire card, and they delivered on Wednesday night uh, at Stand and Delivered. Yeah, fantastic match. Really enjoyed it. You know, it, it showed that fire that Champa has, Walter being a beast. Um, and, and I saw a lot of fans like, you know, kind of not like the finish. I loved it because I was like, I have never seen a match end with a chop as the finish, but they built it up based on how the match went. So it made sense. So I, I really enjoyed it. That was really well done and brutal, like just hard hitting, brutal match. Triple threat tag team match for the vacant NXT tag team championship, MSK grizzled young veterans and legato del Fantasma. I had GYV, Dr. Trey at MSK, and MSK won and became the new NXE Tag Team Champions. Fun tag match, really good first step to get the NXE Tag Team division back to its glorious days if they focus on these three teams to carry the flag for the division. The finishing sequence for this match felt a little rushed for some reason as it came out of nowhere with no real uh, like build to it to get to that point. Um, and let's just throw it out there. I'd love to see a TLC match with these three teams next. Enjoyable match, Dr. Trey. MSK is our new NXT Tag Team Champions. Yeah, uh, fun match, really entertaining. I love that they gave every team in the match their their moment. Um, and then it came down to the end where, hey, we got to eliminate one team to get to the finish. You saw the Doomsday Device on, on one member of uh, Legato de Fantasma. You saw the move on the other side from MSK to take out those guys. And then down to GYV and MSK, and good finish, So. Really enjoyable match, and, and like I said, to me, it feels like they're just they're putting all their eggs in this MSK basket. They, I, in my head, I'm, they're viewing them as a young Hardys. Yeah, and, it's and surprising. So I, I was really, I was really happy to see them because you know Zach and Dez are, are two great guys. Funny thing, I don't know if anybody else caught this, but at one point, uh, Wes Lee, the former Desmond Xavier, actually yelled, "Come on, Zach!" And, oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah. Because I, I was like, I caught it in passing. I was like, wait, he just yelled out Zach. And then I actually rewound it. I'm like, yep, nope, he still does not know Zach's new name is Nash Carter. So <laughs> that's what happens when you when, when you have a little bit of weed to settle the nerves before, before a big match. Hey, I still struggle with FTR's uh, names. I mean, to me, they're still Scott Dawson and uh, Dash Wilder. So it's uh, I don't blame them. It's tough. It's tough. Next match here, main event for the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai defending against Raquel Gonzalez. We both had Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez winning, and she is your new NXT Women's Champion. Hard-hitting, physical match. Shirai threw everything at Gonzalez, and that made the new NXT Women's Champion look incredibly strong in the process. I'm very happy for Raquel, who deserves and earned this opportunity over the past year. Dr. Trey, we have a new Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez. Your thoughts as she defeated Io Shirai? 
yeah, I thought it was a, a, a really good match for the women's division. I, I love the way it was booked. It's the David versus Goliath, and David doesn't always win. Sometimes Goliath comes out on top. So um, really liked this match, enjoyed it. Thought it was a really good job and a great way to showcase both ladies going forward. Uh, from NXT TV, with more on this segment in a bit, uh, Frankie Monet, the former Tyler Valkyrie, debuted and confronted Raquel Gonzalez this past Wednesday. Um, I'm happy. I, I like the name. I like Taya Valkyrie. Uh, I like the name Frankie Monet. I guess some people didn't. Uh, I liked her debut on on Wednesday. It showed that she's a force to be reckoned with, uh, confronting Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, the only thing that I could tell from my perspective, and this is someone who's a great veteran, she did look a little bit nervous. So uh, I'm happy for Taya getting this opportunity, the now-known Frankie Monet, as uh, she confronted Raquel Gonzalez this past Wednesday, Dr. Trey. Yeah, love the name. I actually really liked the debut. I, I, I thought it was refreshing to see her nerves kind of show a little bit but uh overall I, I thought it was a good performance and i'm just waiting for her to start using re- you know the phrase relax so we can get frankie says relax t-shirts yeah that... <laughs> all right fans ask for it tweet it right now uh all right nxc takeover stand delivered night one predictions record i went three and two dr trey went four and one uh event rating match of the night i gave uh stand to deliver a 3.5 dr trey my match of the night was Walter and Tommaso Ciampa. What say you? What was your event rating and your match of the night? I was at a 3.7, and I had Ciampa and Walter as my match of the night as well. Yeah, those are good calls. I mean, uh, it's it's funny going into that. You, you kind of forgot how amazing those two veterans were, or are, as I was saying earlier. Let's get to NXT TakeOver Stand Deliver Night 2 recap review. The pre-show here, you had Killian Dane and Drake Maverick taking on Brie Zango. We did not predict that match. as It was not on the card. Killing Dane and Drake Maverick got the victory to become the new number one contenders to the NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, MSK. It was a standard tag team match. I enjoyed the Dane-Maverick pairing when it first happened, then it got derailed a bit. Uh, I would love to see Dane and Maverick pairing featured a little bit more than we're seeing right now. Uh, Dane and Maverick became the new number one contenders to the NXT Tag Team titles and ended up losing to MSK, uh, who retained the titles on Wednesday nights or Tuesday nights, NXT television. Uh, then we saw Dane get laid out by Imperium. But, uh, Dr. Trey, any thoughts here on the uh, two veteran tandems, Dane, Maverick, and Brizango? Yeah, I was a little surprised that they had this as a number one contender match, considering there was two other teams in the match for the belt. But, you know, it, it is, I mean, this shows the depth of the of the NXT division because Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, like you said, they're entertaining. You know, Brizango's the, the wily veterans. Um, so it was good to see those guys go at it. Um and it does suck. The the, the Dane Drake pairing was really hot, especially coming on the heels of, you know, Drake Maverick getting his contract back, um, and then kind of got shuffled to the side because of the depth of the tag team division. So hopefully they get a chance to work, go forward because you still get, you know we mentioned we've already mentioned five tag teams here, and then you throw an Imperium that's six, and then you know you you still have a couple other teams floating around there. So. That, that division is very, very deep in NXT. All right, let's get to the next match here, ladder match for the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Dr. Trey and I had Santos Escobar to defeat Jordan Devlin, and Santos Escobar did defeat Jordan Devlin and become the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Good physical match with some brutally painful spots. Both men really put their bodies on the line in this one. Uh, I could have done without Legato Del Fantasman interfering and just let both guys battle it out. I didn't feel like Escobar needed them to interfere. More on Escobar in a second, but this match, Dr. Trey, Escobar defeating Devlin in the latter match, very fun match. Yeah, and, and I like the way it was built up. It started out kind of slow. They, the guys feeling each other, you know, feeling each other out. You get the climax with the, with the run-in from, from Mendoza and Wild. 
I, I didn't have as big of a problem as maybe as other people because, you know, Escobar is supposed to be the penultimate heel. Um, so he's going to, you know, win by any means necessary. He just shows Devlin doesn't have any friends in NXT. So it doesn't bother me as bad. And it just kind of shows that, you know, Devlin was able to fight those guys off and still continue on, you know, until Escobar got the win. So I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good ladder match. And, and you don't see a lot of run-ins in ladder matches where it's one-sided at least either. Uh, NXT television from this past Tuesday, we have a new Cruiserweight champion as Kushida defeated Santo Escobar uh, in the match. Surprising result. First time Escobar has been pinned in NXT. I was wondering when slash if they would ever pull the trigger on Kushida being the top of the NXT Cruiserweight division, and they did so on Tuesday night. Dr. Trey, post-match, he's confronted by Jordan Devlin, who says he will come back to get his championship, but he's sending back overseas to NXT UK. I was shocked by this result, Dr. Trey. i got to be honest, because she defeated Santo Escobar to become the new Cruiserweight champ. Well, you, you need somebody to kind of step up as the main babyface to rival Escobar. And, and so, I, like, I was a little surprised. I thought Escobar would still come out on top, and then we would kind of build Kushida to chase him. Uh, but, hey, they pulled the trigger on it. It's kind of like the payback for, you know, Kushida's had uh, some weird booking in his time in NXT. And we've seen him lose to, you know, Johnny Gargano. We saw him lose to Pete Dunne. Hey, but we'll give you the cruiserweight title and let you be the first guy to defeat Escobar, who you know had a really good showing against Karrion Cross. So I think it's kind of like a, a, a payback booking uh, for how you know she has been treated in NXT. Next match here is for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship: Ember Moon taking on and and Shotzi Blackheart defending against the Wave, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. Doctor Trey and I both had Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, who got the victory. Really good tag match. The NXT Women's Tag Team Division has had some really fun matches as of late. Uh, I'm really enjoying the Shotzi and Ember pairing, and I also thought Ember Moon's tribute to Road Dog Jesse James following a heart attack was awesome. Uh, fun match, Doctor Trey, as Ember and Shotzi retained. Yeah, and it's weird. Like you know, like and I think I was smart because, like I said on last week's show, I really wanted Candice and Indy to win, but every time I pick Candice, she loses. Um, I, I still want to see you know the way have multiple titles in the group, but still a fun match. Shotzi and, and Ember are a good pairing. You know, I, I love, like, they're, they're, they had two distinct different styles when they first got together, and now it's kind of blended into, like, this weird Tank Girl, Mad Max combination. Uh, so they're, it's just, they're really fun, and you feel their joy when they're, they're working. They're, like, they're having a blast, no matter who they're working with. That, that translates very well for TV. Next match here. It's for the NXT North American Championship as Johnny Gargano defending against Bronson Reed, who won the uh, gauntlet match the night before. Uh, we both had Dexter Loomis winning this match because we had picked him to win the gauntlet match, so we were obviously incorrect. Johnny Gargano got the victory and retained the NXT North American Championship. Solid match. Uh, not my favorite, but I was really happy with the result, but I was really happy to see Bronson Reed get this opportunity. I thought Bronson Reed winning after going through the Battle Royal Qualifier, the gauntlet match on two, uh, Wednesday, uh, the night before, then this match on Thursday would have been a really good breakout moment for him. So I was surprised to see, Gar- Sar- Gar- see Gargano get the victory, Dr. Trey. I, I really thought this was going to be Bronson Reed's uh, like week for for him and the uh, NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver uh, of, of matches. You know, it's funny. I was I was watching uh, Up, Up, Down, Down um, today, and the way they were talking about a booking of something, it reminded me of like the old Jeff Hardy, Undertaker, John Cena, Kurt Angle, where you have the youngster taking on the veteran and the youngster has this breakout moment, but still loses the match. And, and that's kind of how I thought this weekend went for Bronson Reed. He had his, I mean, he had a very strong week breakout matches. 
pretty good match with Gargano, but the Wiley veteran comes out on top. So I'm okay with it because Johnny still needs the wins. He's one of the he's he's that you know Miz crappy heel like on on the brand. So you got to keep him pretty strong. Win by any means necessary. But Bronson now shows that he's a major force in that mid card division as you know he you know slowly moves his way up the NXT roster. So I, I was fine with it. That was a good match. Uh, but not my favorite Johnny Gargano match, obviously, given the longevity of Johnny in NXT. I I thought he was such a good pure babyface, Dr. Trey Sidebar, but he has become such a good heel lately. I mean, he's very entertaining to watch in the ring as a heel. Yeah, there there, there are certain guys, and we've seen this before, there are certain guys that are really great babyfaces and average heels, or really great heels and average babyfaces. You know, Johnny, but Johnny's got one of the best mentors ever, it's Shawn Michaels, you know, coaching him up on this because Shawn was one of those guys that was a great baby face and a great heel. Um, and, and sometimes watching Johnny, even his promos, you get that Shawn vibe off of him sometimes. So, uh, but he's been fantastic in this role. Like he plays that whiny, snarky, you know, cowardly heel to perfection. Um, just he's just did a great job since turning heel. Next match here was for the NXT Championship. Doctor Trey and I both had Karrion Cross defeating Finn Balor, and he won. Defeating Finn Balor to become the new NXT champion. I thought the match was fine. Uh, the end goal was to get Cross over strong again, which they did by defeating Balor. Uh, it felt like Cross dominated most of the match, and that Finn put up a pretty good fight, which I'm fine with. Uh, Cross has a Brock Lesnar booking vibe about him, and I don't necessarily know if I like it too much quite yet. Uh, it was a fine match, Doctor Trey. Carrying Cross become the new NXT champion, defeat Finn Balor. Yeah, I. I kind of got what I expected out of this match. It, it was it was pretty good, pretty entertaining. Um, but yeah, like I'm not maybe a, a, a great fan of the cross booking. Definitely not a fan of the form to the back of the head as a finisher. Like I think it's a great move, but to me that was always like, like when I was playing video games, that was always one of my setup moves. And to see it being used as a finisher, yeah, I'm not, not a huge fan of it, but it is what it is. Um, I remember somebody had mentioned that Carrying Cross looks like uh, if Wish.com made Goldberg. Um, and, and sometimes when I'm watching Cross, it kind of reminds me of that. Like, it's like, yeah, he's kind of, <clears throat> you know, a poor man's Goldberg, a poor man's Lesnar. Um, but he does have one of the best entrances that we've seen in TV. And sometimes we've seen it. A great entrance can kind of mask maybe some other deficiencies. So um, I don't have a problem with giving the ball because uh, I think he deserves it. But yeah, the, the booking of him almost looking invincible against guys like Ciampa and, and now Finn Balor. Like, who do you put up against, and, and Keith Lee, for that matter, who do you put into that range where now it's like, well, he's destroyed probably arguably the top three baby faces this company's have. Who on this roster can really measure up right now? And that's why I think they're going to have a, a, a dearth of talent waiting in the wings that's been built up for this. And then finally, uh, unsanctioned match, Adam Cole taking on Kyle O'Reilly. I had Adam Cole, Dr. Trade, Kyle O'Reilly, and Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole in the unsanctioned match to close out NXT TakeOver Stand and deliver night two. Great physical match. I enjoyed the storytelling for both Cole and O'Reilly. I wasn't sure that they were going to let Kyle go over Cole, but they pulled the trigger on that. Uh, O'Reilly has the ability to be the next top babyface and potentially be the most over babyface in NXT since Shana Gargano, in my opinion. I hope the Cole O'Reilly feud becomes similar to the Gargano Champa feud from years ago. And if there's any inclination of that from what we saw on Tuesday's NXT television, where they were both cursing each other out, entering the hospital after collapsing and being taken out on a stretcher, um, I guess that is the direction that it will be going, which I'm totally down for. 
Dr. Trey, your thoughts, Kyle O'Reilly defeating Adam Cole in the unsanctioned match. You know, it's funny, before the match started, I, I was talking to uh, a longtime wrestling friend of mine um, who was really big on the Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa lights out match from AEW. And I said, you know, they're going to pull out all the stops because Adam Cole cannot go home to his wife and not have a better match. And I, I think they did that. I think they had they pulled out all the stops. They did some stuff that we haven't seen before. I, I thought it was a fantastic match. Great storytelling all the way through. Just one of the better you know, matches of this type that I've seen in a very long time. So uh, great to see Kyle get the win. Although when he's air guitaring without a belt, it looks like he just has weird muscle spasms going on. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was fantastic. And you're right, like Kyle O'Reilly has shown more in the past few months personality-wise than he might have done in his entire Ring of Honor and early NXT run. So it's showing a different side of him. This is a side that fans can get behind, root for, and really fall in love with the guy, much like you mentioned Gargano earlier or even early Finn Balor in NXT. All right, Dr. Trey, let's get to our NXT TakeOver Stand Deliver Night 2 uh, event ratings and our match of the night. Uh, but first, our prediction records. I went 3-2 and two again. Dr. Trey went 4-1 and one again. Uh, I gave Stand Deliver Night 2 a 3.7 rating, and I gave Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole as my match of the night. What say you? I was a notch higher as a 3.8, and I also had O'Reilly and Cole as my match of the night. So there you go. So from NXT TakeOver, uh, Stand and Deliver, night one, I gave a 3.5. Dr. Trey gave a 3.7. Night two, I gave a 3.7. Dr. Trey gave a 3.8. Match of the night for both of us, uh, night one, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa, and night two, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, uh, which takes us to WrestleMania 37, night one, Dr. Trey. Uh, before we get to the matches itself, Let's just uh, let's talk about the way that they kicked off the show. There's there's two ways to go about this. Uh, Vince McMahon and the WWE superstars kicking off the show and welcoming the fans back uh, to an event was a very emotional moment. I think it uh, is going to go up there in the annals of time of one of the most uh, impactful uh, WrestleMania moments in history. I know I got goosebumps from watching it. it, it you know, everybody can relate to it. It's it's one of those moments that uh, all of us were affected. There's not anyone that's, uh, that's in this world right now that's not being affected by COVID-19. A lot of the things that we love have been taken away from this, and professional wrestling is one of them. The fans have not been there since uh, one year, one month, and one day. We heard that said multiple times. And uh, I was intrigued to see how WWE was going to welcome them back, and I thought they did it the most WWE poetic way possible what a moment. And I thought, to me, the most insane part about it is there's always this weird – there's always love between the wrestlers and the fans. There's always love about that. But certainly, especially in the day and age that we're in right now with social media, the wrestlers can get kind of uh, sick and tired about the, our opinions as fans, uh, like on a podcast or on Twitter. You could tell from every single wrestler that they showed on the screen and even when they panned out and they showed all of them – Every single one of those WWE superstars had a deep emotional reaction to seeing the fans back. Like, it was true, genuine, raw emotion. And I loved every second of it. It was uh, a moment I'll never forget, and I thought it was a very perfect moment done by WWE as uh, they welcomed the fans back to, uh, to watching professional wrestling again for the first time in one year, one month, and one day. Yeah, I mean, watching it when it happened, you're... you're 
getting caught up in the emotion of it. And you're like, and I, I said throughout the night as I'm watching the show, I'm like, God, I really missed. I'm glad the fans are back. Like I, it's just a different vibe and a different energy. And it's, it's obvious. And, and not just even in the opening sequence, but just watching the wrestlers have their entrances throughout both nights and WrestleMania and seeing so many of them stop and really soak in what's going around because this has been a big part that's been missing for a long time. Just kind of made you really appreciate um, that connection. And even on a small scale back when, you know, our show rocket city was shut down for five months, you know, that first night back in, you know, that was like that same kind of energy, just on a smaller scale. So I, I couldn't imagine what it was like. And I, I saw like Rhea Ripley tweeting it out, like, People saw her crying, and she said she started crying because she saw Edge crying. And then fans are literally yelling out, "It's okay, Rhea, you'll be great," you know, all that stuff. Like that, those little like voices of support that you randomly hear when you're a performer, you know, either on the stage or at ringside, is very telling and very touching, and you kind of take it to heart. So it was just one of those beautiful moments. I mean, to me, it, it ranks up there. I mean, it's not to the level of what the the first show after 9/11 was, but it's. It's in the same category, at least. It's in the same vicinity of just pure, raw emotion pouring out onto the screen where not only are you seeing it, but you're actually feeling it as well. You know, I didn't want to go there, uh, but I felt the same way, right? Because I feel like 9-11, COVID-19, they're kind of similar in the way that they've impacted our lives, but I felt the same exact way. Like that Vince speech after 9-11 was amazing. Like I think it's probably like the number one Vince moment in, in his his history, uh, his entire career, his impact in professional wrestling to me, that's up there. I mean, all of us were affected by it. And I think you hit it right on the head, Dr. Trey. You know what it was? It was just love is what it was, right? It's a, it's not that like the most masculine thing to say, but like there was just like love coming through the screen from the, the wrestlers to the fans and the fans to the wrestlers back. Like we missed each other. Um, and it gives us hope, I think, with everything going on right now. I think that was the cool message that came of it all. Yeah, and, and the difference to me was where, you know, nine eleven was such an impactful moment that was just out of nowhere and just hit us and blindsided us, and then we went right, you know, to to you know raw just you know not too long after that, where this was such a, like a drastic separation, you know, for the whole year. But and when nine eleven happened, the country came together very quickly. Where during this pandemic, the you know the country's been divided in a lot of different ways, and this was one of those cathartic moments where you know whether it's your you know it's a racial divide or a poli- you know, political divide or you know a religious divide or whatever it is that separates these people you know separates us as people. In those moments, like what happened you know at night one at WrestleMania, where we all that gets set aside and we're just happy to be wrestling fans and support a product we love. That's that emotion that you're feeling coming through the screen. So then the show kicks off after a great moment and enters, for the first time in history, a weather delay, Dr. Trey. <laughs> I, I mean, how surreal was that? And first off, surreal. Second, props to everybody that, like, stepped up, cut promos, cut segments, and kept things going. Um, you know, it was like you didn't want to look because it's kind of like a train wreck. But they did a damn good job. I, I thought they did a great job improvising for that weather delay. Um, the first ever weather delay. WrestleMania history, Dr. Trey. You know, and I always thought it, it landed, like if we ever had a weather delay, it would land in your backyard. Like I always thought, you know, every time we're in 
you know, uh, in, in MetLife Stadium. I'm always expecting a weather delay because, you know, April weather is very unpredictable. Yeah, it could snow. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, we're going to do in Tampa. Even like last year when it was coming, I'm like, what happens if it rains? And then like, oh, there's a canopy. It'll be okay. But I, like, I don't know about you. I, I had several, several friends at WrestleMania this year. And, you know, they're sending me videos of the lightning strikes and the flashes and everything else. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, how, how WWE would it be for, like, literally – like lightning to strike the ring and the undertaker not be there. Like that would be crazy. But yeah, it was, it, they did a great job kind of covering it up. It was, you know, you and I are huge baseball fans. And I know you and I, even as kids have sat through like televised rain delays and the, the announcers just talking about random stuff. And you're just like, Oh my God, can we please get to the game. They did a pretty good job of, of killing the time and, and making it manageable to where people weren't going to turn it off. I mean, at that point, after the speech and everything else, you're like, I- I'm in. Just allow me to get it. Just bridge this for me to get to Vince to the first match. So I think they did a fantastic job improvising the fly and, and making it work and getting us to that first match. Yeah, it's like watching a train wreck. I mean, you got to like watch. So uh, props to everybody involved. And then we went to the uh, very first match, and it was definitely poetic. If there's two people along with like Sasha Banks and Bailey, in my opinion, opinion that really carried wwe and roman reigns um through the pandemic era this far braun Strowman and i throw in there as well bobby lashley and drew mcintyre are, are some of those names and they had their uh the opening match for the wwe championship dr trey and i both had drew mcintyre and surprisingly enough bobby lashley won uh it was a good match to kick off the show i was surprised that drew mcintyre lost because i felt like he deserved to have his stolen wrestlemania moment from last year take place this year nonetheless i was torn because i also want to see lashley retain which is what we got at wrestlemania uh, I feel like a rematch is, is obviously going to be coming here. We we know that now to be true with WWE uh, WrestleMania Backlash in May. Um, and then there will probably be some sort of submission match stipulation because we saw McIntyre break out the Kimura, something we've never seen him do. And if, then McIntyre never tapped out to the Herc lot as he passed out. Uh, on Raw, McIntyre defeated Randy Orton and Braun Strowman in the Triple Threat match to face Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania Backlash in mid-May. Uh, T-Bar and Mace attack McIntyre while MVP looks on and close the show. Your thoughts here, Dr. Treya, on Bobby Lashley defeating Drew McIntyre and where we go from here with the WWE Championship? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a fine match. You know, like you said, I was a little surprised in the finish, but it was one of those matches. Like, I, I'm happy with whoever won. Like, both guys actually deserved that win. So I, I'm, I'm really content with the match and, and how it played out. Um, the stuff that happened Monday night. You know, a post triple threat match, I thought was rather surprising, considering the booking of Retribution and what the Hurt Business did early on against Retribution. Um, but you know, you get two big monsters to side with Lashley. That 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 business just, I guess, picked up a notch. Um, but yeah, just I'm with you. Like, there's part of me that wanted McIntyre to get his moments, um, but the crowd response when he came out to me was that moment. So I'm fine with Lashley winning. And then if, by the way, if I have to say WrestleMania backlash, uh, it's going to drive me nuts. I'm just going to keep saying backlash because I, I won't buy into that, that hype train. Unless we start getting WrestleMania before every single pay-per-view going on. I want, I'm waiting for WrestleMania SummerSlam, Jeff. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah, WrestleMania Elimination Chamber. I mean, uh, the prelude to WrestleMania, the opening scene to WrestleMania, WrestleMania Royal Rumble. Um, you go on and on and on. Let's get to the next match here. Tag Team Turmoil match to determine who will face the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions at WrestleMania 37 92. We did not predict this match. It had Lana. Wow. Lan, wow. I can't say it right now. Lana and Naomi 
Carmella and Billy Kay. Billy Kay, who's now since been released. Sad. Uh, the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Natalia and Tamina. And Natalia and Tamina got the victory to take on Nia Jax and Shane and Baszler in the next night. Uh, Lana and Naomi were eliminated first by Carmella and Billy Kay. Carmella and Billy Kay were eliminated second by the Riot Squad. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were eliminated third by the Riot Squad. And then the Riot Squad were eliminated last by Natalia and Tamina. I thought the match was fine. I'm happy for Natalia and Tamina to get the win as they look like the tag team that has the best chance to dethrone Nia Jax and Shane and Baszler. It felt like a foregone conclusion that Natalia and Tamina were going to win this match based on the way that they've been booked the last several weeks. I did think the Riot Squad had a little bit of a breakthrough performance in this match, and I hope that they get more opportunities because of it. Uh, and then from Raw, the big news, Dr. Trey, from this match was Mandy Rose trip carried over uh, to Raw as well as she was going down the ramp. She trips, slips, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I thought it was strange that they we saw the baby faces of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose uh, retreating after Nia Jax embarrassed herself on Raw. But uh, nonetheless, Natalia and Tamini gained the victory in this match, Dr. Trey. Yeah, um, just nice to see Natty get a, you know, a decent moment. Um, you know, she's 38 years old. I mean, there's not a lot of women wrestlers still running around at 38. So, uh, congrats to her. And to me, I thought they looked really well in that match. Like you said, the riot squad game not looking really well. Also, um, I, I feel bad for them because it seems like they get these moments where they look great and then they get kind of cast aside or pushed down again. Um, but overall, I thought it was a fine turmoil match. And I, I am, I'm saddened by Billy Kay being released because I thought the pairing of her and Carmella could have been really fun. And something good for the women, for both women and for the women's tag team division. So this is such a bummer to to lose her and then also Peyton Royce as well. Yeah, I mean the releases of uh, let me see here as we record the show. Um, let's see, we saw Mojo Raleigh was released, uh, Samoa Joe, which was a massive shock. He was on commentary this past Sunday. Peyton Royce, who was completely underutilized. Bo Dallas, who hasn't been used in like three years. Mickey James. Uh, she was great on commentary for the NXT pre-shows this past week. Billy Kay, who I thought was hilarious in the role with the resume and did a great job, like, you know, mimicking Carmella. Chelsea Green, who never got an opportunity to get her feet off the ground on the SmackDown roster because she got injured right away. Kalisto, completely underutilized. Wesley Blake, who was given a bad bad shake of it with uh, the uh, Forgotten Sons being shelved away. And then his uh, his tag team partner getting released because he reportedly uh, allegedly had COVID. And then Tucker, who once again was like on the shit end of the stick as well with the, uh, the way that they just wrote him off with his stuff with Otis. Uh, they were all released today. Uh, just these cuts, like these post WrestleMania cuts are just ridiculous. Like, I mean, you, you can make a case for any of these people, Dr. Trey, but like Samoa Joe, Peyton Royce, like, what are we doing here? Like, why? Like, these are people who could be champions, on the brand, like Samoa Joe as WWE Universal Champion, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Peyton Royce is a women's champion eventually. Yeah, that makes sense. Billy Kay has been fantastic. Mickey James working as a commentator. I didn't want to do this now because we're in the middle of the WrestleMania Night 1 stuff, but like this just sucks again to hear that people are getting released because of budget cuts. Yeah, and I think we'll get more information on some of these cuts later on. Like To me, the Joe thing looks something like Maybe Joe thought he was able to wrestle and he couldn't get cleared. And if you're just going to be a commentator, your salary should be at one stage. And if you're working on a real wrestler salary, it's probably a lot higher. Same with Mickey James. The Peyton Royce and Billy Kay one is completely surprising me because those two 
like everything they've done since they've been in WWE has been entertaining. Like I, I loved the iconics. I loved watching the tag team. It's two best friends. It's, you know, in a lot of ways it's the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens dynamic. Like they're best friends working together. Uh, they can work apart. It's fine. They're, 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 they're just better in a pairing. Um, and I fully expect to see Peyton Royce and Billy Kay wind up at AEW. Cause I mean, for God's sake, Peyton's husband's there. Uh, but they were sorely underutilized, and I just don't think they ever got the right run. You know, some of the other people that got cut, Kalisto, I mean, we haven't seen him on TV in months. It, it's amazing that we see some of these guys cut, you know, and then we still have Aleister Black who's sitting in catering waiting to, to do something, you know. Uh, but, you know, Kalisto has been on TV in a while. Um, Wesley Blake, it's amazing Wesley Blake gets cut, but Jackson Riker's still on the roster. It's amazing, yeah. It's, some of these cuts are just kind of mind-boggling. Chelsea Green, I mean, we'll probably end up seeing her back in Impact because Zack Ryder's there or Matt Cardona's there. Um, but she just got bit by the injury bug and just had a bad run of bad luck, you know. Um, but some of the other ones, is like Bo Dallas, I mean, Bo Dallas is, like, has been planning on getting cut for three years. That's why he has his vineyard. So like, I think he finally just like, um, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. I mean, they, I, I just hate that it happens right after WrestleMania. It's like, Come on, guys! Give these guys at least a, like a month or two after WrestleMania to do pull these pull these strings. It's just bad. It's like getting fired after right after Christmas. It's just bad timing. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, it's awful across the board. Uh, let's get back to the WrestleMania night one uh, card here. Doctor Trey Cesaro taking on Seth Rollins. A little bit of good news. Uh, we both had Cesaro getting the victory, and Cesaro defeated Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 37. Good match. I was so happy for Cesaro to finally get that singles WrestleMania match win, even though he faced Drew Gulak on the WrestleMania 36 pre-show last year. Uh, Cesaro broke out the UFO, no-hands airplane spin, something I don't believe he has ever done in WWE. I sincerely hope this is the beginning of Cesaro getting a chance to run at the top of WWE. Cesaro defeating Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, Dr. Trey. What say you? Yeah, beautiful match. Um, early on, that was my match of the night. It's, I, depending on how we finish up the show here, still might end up being my match at WrestleMania night one. I, I just loved it. And a lot of those because I'm a huge Cesaro fan and seeing Cesaro, you know, finally get that breakout moment at a WrestleMania, the singles division, I thought was great. Um, you know, we see the UFO, Seth breaks out the pedigree. Like, there were some little things that the guys busted out from their Ring of Honor days as well. So, really excited for Cesaro. Hoping he can start with a good push. Uh, and, Nobody could ever really crap on Seth because that's two years in a row he's gone under WrestleMania to Cesaro and Kevin Owens last year. Next match is for the Raw Tag Team Championship as the New Day defend against AJ Styles and Omos. Dr. Trey and AJ Styles and Omos getting the victory, and they won the Raw Tag Team Championship on Saturday. Uh, the match was basically to put over Omos as an unstoppable competitor, and they accomplished that in that match. Uh, the other story, which I thought was great, was the New Day cutting the ring off so AJ Styles could not tag in Omos into the match. What's almost was in the match, and New Day did a great job of selling, and it sounded like almost was over with the crowd as well. It'll be interesting to see where his career goes from here after debuting and win the tag titles at WrestleMania. Uh, from Raw, we saw the Viking Raiders return on Raw and defeat Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, so maybe the potential first opponents for Styles and Omos. But we got new Raw Tag Team Champions, Dr. Trey, the Phenomenal One, and Omos. Your thoughts on the match? Yeah, it, it was kind of set up like how I thought it'd be set up. I thought they would build the anticipation for Omos getting in the ring, um, I thought, you know, Xavier and Kofi did a great job putting everything almost did over, making him look even bigger, you know, than in reality he is. I mean, he's a big guy, but they just made him seem like a monster and unstoppable force. And it's going to be interesting, like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how, where they go with almost given the amount of monsters that seem to be popping up on the WWE landscape. 
Um, but it's a great debut and, and makes AJ, you know, a Grand Slam champion in WWE. And um, I believe I saw the first ever Grand Slam champion from WWE and TNA. So once again, AJ, you know, just do breaking all kinds of barriers. Uh, great storytelling. Just overall, a really fun match to build up a potential monster in WWE. Next match here, speaking of monsters, Braun Strowman taking on Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. We both had Braun Strowman get the victory, and he did defeat Shane McMahon on Saturday night. A good cage match. I like the spot where Strowman peeled the cage back to get Shane back inside the cage. Never seen that before. While he didn't jump off anything this year, technically, the Braun Strowman throw slash back, back bump from the top of the cage was pretty insane by Shane. A uh, good cage match, Dr. Trey. Braun defeating Shane. Did he do the Van Daminator, the coast-to-coast Van Daminator, or Van Terminator? Van Daminator. Uh, Van Terminator. Van Terminator. Was that from the cage or from the rope? That was from the rope. Okay. I, I kind of, I was feeding, I was feeding Sammy during this match because I didn't want to see Shane throw any punches or kicks. So I was trying to avoid as much of it as possible. But yeah, to me, like the, the highlight of this match was not the bump off the top of the cage. It was literally peeling the, the cage back. Because like you said, never seen it before. And I like new stuff. Um, it, it was it was good uh, for what it was because in reality there's no way in hell that Shane should beat Braun Strowman. But I, I like the attack by Riker and Elias to start the match to kind of soften you know Braun up to make it a, seem a little bit more compelling storyline wise. Uh, but it, it was fine and uh, Shane didn't win, so that makes me happy. Uh, next match here was Bad Bunny and Damian Priest taking on the Miz and John Morrison. Uh, we had Bad Bunny winning because at that point in time it was still a singles match. So uh, Bad Bunny and Damon Priest did win on Saturday. Props to Bad Bunny on his performance. This has had to be the greatest celebrity in-ring performance in WrestleMania history. Bad Bunny clearly put in the work to earn the respect with that in-ring performance on Saturday night. The match was what you expected outside of Bad Bunny's in-ring abilities for the celebrity match at WrestleMania. Miz and Morrison made him look like a million bucks. Uh, this had a, this is a match that had everybody talking, Doctor Trey, and was one of the the some most surprising slash fun matches from the entire week at WrestleMania. And I never thought I would say that, but uh, mad respect to Bad Bunny as he and Damian Priest defeated the Miz and John Morrison, who are amazing soldiers for WWE. Yeah, I, I, I got to give all kinds of credit to everybody in this match because you know, like you said, Miz and Morrison made Bad Bunny look great. Bad Bunny for putting in the work to. Look good. I mean, you can see early on he had the nerves, but then once he the match got going, got in the flow, he he, he did what he was supposed to do. Uh, I got to give Damian Priest credit for kind of carrying his side during the promo battles. It's not easy to, you know, promo battle against Miz and Morrison. I thought Damian Priest did a good job for a guy who just got on the main roster. Um, Priest has a lot of potential. There are moments when he's talking that, and I'm going to say this, and Jeff's going to smack me for saying it, it's very early Rocky Maivia-type promos. Like, he has that personality that people are going to end up gravitating towards, as long as he's not wearing bright, shiny purple trunks, because that does look kind of weird. But outside of that, like, this was a really fun match, and I had, you know, low expectations, and they pulled it off and, and made me enjoy it. So, great job by all four of those involved. And then finally, the main event here for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks defending against Bianca Belair. We both had Bianca Belair, and she won, defeating Sasha Banks to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. In an awesome, emotional match and a great showing in the main event by both Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. The whip spot from Bianca to Sasha was insane as it left a welt on on Sasha. Uh, the finishing sequence was great, and I loved seeing Bianca Belair get this opportunity to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. 
very, very, very enjoyable match at Detroit as uh, Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, it was it was a great match, and and the beginning or the uh, the beginning sequence, you can feel the emotion. I mean, Bianca's literally crying in the ring, and, and you can see her like they they wanted to start, but then the, the the crowd and the emotion kept kind of making them pause for a second. But it, it was a very fantastic match, and, and this is another one of those matches where you know it's making me more of a Sasha fan because once again Sasha goes out against somebody that's not in her clique. And put on a fantastic match and made Bianca look like the star she needed to look like in order to pull this match off. So great job by those ladies and, and a fantastic closeout to night one. Yeah, it was uh, Triple H tweeted the next day called Sasha Banks a general, which is like a very high uh, esteemed compliment in professional wrestling. Like they run the ring. They're the ones that, that make it happen. And uh, I got to agree with them. Like Sasha's been awesome since she came back. And she made a star in Bianca Belair on Saturday night. And there's this great video. I don't know if you saw it, Dr. Trey, but uh, post-match, Sasha's on the outside. And she's watching Bianca Belair celebrate. And she could not contain her happiness for her. Did you see that video at all? Yeah. And then I, is, that, is that also when Montez came out? Or was that? Yeah, cool? yeah. He came out afterwards. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really beautiful to see. I mean, that's one of the things that within the wrestling community, especially nowadays, like I don't know how it was you know, 10, 15 years ago in the locker room, like these locker rooms now are so, so much of a community and so much love back and forth and seeing people get their opportunities. It really does, you know, overwhelm you at times, you know, and, and it was great to see, you know, Sasha kind of break character, although the, you know, the cameras are kind of off, you know, and in, in reality, she shouldn't be happy that Bianca won. That woman just took her title, but in those moments, you know, I, I go back to you know Johnny Gargano winning his first you know NXT title and, and Ciampa coming out on stage when they were still kind of in a feud. Like those moments like that are, are are the beauty of what goes on behind the scenes in wrestling now, where you know these everybody kind of loves everybody else and wants everybody else to succeed as well. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful moment. All right, WrestleMania 37 Night One predictions record. We both went five and one. Uh, it is now time for event rating and match of the night. I gave night one a 4.3, Dr. Try. I love Saturday night's edition of WrestleMania 37. And for my night one match of the night, I gave it to Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. What say you? I was a, a 4.1, and I gave it to Cesaro and Rollins. I think I, I think it's partially because my attachment to Cesaro on that show is greater than my attachment to anybody else. And, and to see Cesaro get his moment in the sun, I, I, I was really excited for uh, so, yeah, Cesaro and, and, and Rollins was my match of the night for that show. All right, let's get to WrestleMania 37 night two. First match here, the Fiend Bray Wyatt taking on Randy Orton. We both had the Fiend Bray Wyatt winning, and he lost to Randy Orton on Sunday night. Uh, I was happy to see the Fiend reborn. Uh, however, I was not happy to see the red light return. This was a <laughs> storytelling match that left a lot of people, myself included, confused with Alexa Bliss distracting the Fiend and causing him to lose. Looks like we had to uh, wait and see, which we saw on Monday night. Uh, Alexa Bliss introduced, introduced a new friend named Lily, and the Firefly Funhouse is returning to be reborn. And uh, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, mentioned uh, not having anybody stab him in the back anymore. So I have a lot of questions, not a lot of answers right now. I did not enjoy the way that this one played out, Dr. Trey. Very confusing way, because that's not how you typically see a long-time feud run. But your thoughts here? Maybe you could spin it differently. The Fiend losing to Randy Orton. Yeah, I I, I was kind of uh, shocked 
uh, to say the least. Did did not see that coming. Um, like you, I, I'm still kind of confused why you break this tandem up, especially after Alexa kind of carried this feud for three months to only to have her go through all the things she could to get the fiend reborn to then stab him in the back immediately after is, is, is very confusing. And, and I'm hoping there's a better payoff for this. Um, there's some really great conspiracy fan theories out there, which the, the Alistair Black one I love. Like if you see how Alexa's sitting, you know, and then see, see in the pentagram, you know, and then the, in the crown of thorns, I'm like, all right, yeah, I, mean, I can see an, an Alistair Black tie in perhaps, but it, it's going to be, see, I'm, I'm, Ex- cautiously excited to see how you top, you know, what just went on the last, you know, five months of this feud. But as of right now, I'm just like aghast is, 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 is my best word I can use for this. Cause I, it's just completely shocking. I mean, these two as a tandem were money and you typically don't split up money unless you know the payoff down the line is going to be even bigger. Yeah, all around strange. Uh, head scratcher to kick off night two, and maybe kind of hurt things for the rest of the night. Uh, next match here. What was that, Dr. Trey? Well, by the way, Randy Orton in the white gear looked fantastic. I don't know. I, like, I saw the white. I was like, I don't know what it was. I'm like, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen Randy Orton wear white. No, I, I haven't either. I was on the you know white. You know, typically the good guys wear white, the bad guys wear black, and I was like, maybe that's some kind of foreshadowing for this match, but. Uh, you know, Orton and then also Edge later in the night, as I know we'll get to, both wore white. I didn't know if that was like a planned thing or what, but fantastic gear for both those guys. Stay tuned for Dr. Trey's new podcast, Wrestling Fashion with Dr. Trey. Coming up next here, WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax defending against Natalia and Tamina, who won in night one. We did not predict this match as we did not know it on Monday. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax won and retained the women's tag team titles. Uh, I'm a big fan of all four women, and I was hoping to tie into me and we're going to get a nice WrestleMania moment. Uh, but to me, this match kind of missed the mark. It never really flowed well, and it felt like everything was a little bit off. Dr. Trey, what say you on the women's tag team title match? Well, as I was watching it, I'm sitting there going, Natalia and Tamina, to me, come off almost like an older version of Shayna and Nia. You know, they're both, you know, Natalia and Shayna, both submission specialists. You know, we've seen Tamina and Naya, you know, work together in the past as a tag team, very similar styles. But yeah, I was a little bummed out to send a fan of Natty to her for her not to get her moment. Um, I think back, you know, four years ago when I was in New Orleans, you know, Tamina was injured and couldn't even be on WrestleMania. So I was happy to see them have kind of their moments in the sun, you know, by winning the gauntlet match. But yeah, the match itself wasn't great, um, especially considering the talent in the ring. And it kind of felt a little bit off. So. A little bit bummed out on the match itself and, and the result. Uh, let's get to the next match here. We were anticipating this for the entire 11 years we were doing the show, Dr. Trey. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I had Kevin Owens, Dr. Trey had Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens won at WrestleMania 37. Uh, great match. I wish they had more time, but Owens and Zayn played their greatest hits and showed why they have so much chemistry between one another. I could not be happier for the both of them. They did it. They made it. They had their WrestleMania match. I don't know what else to say to that, Dr. Trey. Kevin Owens defeating Sami Zayn at WrestleMania 37. Yeah, I, I thought it was a fantastic match, even for the short amount of time, because it, it shows how beautiful these guys can work together, you know, given the, the, the circumstances around. Like, hey, we're going to give you guys 50 minutes. Go out there and just put on a hell of a match. 
did that. You know, they you know go out there and tell a story. We did that too. Uh, factor in a YouTube celebrity slash boxing slash MMA guy. Yeah, we can do that too. Like I think they just did a great job telling the story. Um, once again, and I'm super happy for both those guys, and it was great to see Kevin get another win at WrestleMania. I mean, it's back to back years with big victories, and I think that this one even made him come out looking even stronger. Uh, so really happy for those guys. I thought it was great. Um, actually, my son Sammy is here. Sammy, did you like that match? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Like yeah, he was upset because you know, we were pulling for Sammy for Sammy's name for Sammy Franklin. But, but he's uh, a big uh, Logan Paul fan, right? Yeah, honestly, uh, his YouTube channel doesn't do that much for him because there's not a lot of colors and he doesn't speak Russian because apparently Sammy likes Russian uh, cartoons. I don't know why. He's found them on YouTube and that's what he sticks to. Okay. Hey, each of their own. Yeah. Hopefully the government's not coming to your house anytime soon. I hope not. All right, next match here for the United States Championship. Riddle defended against Sheamus. I, uh, we both had Riddle. And Sheamus got the victory to become the new United States champion. Good match. I was surprised with the result. And Sheamus winning the U.S. title from Riddle. It was nice to see Sheamus get rewarded for his recent performances against Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Sheamus' kick to Riddle's mouth to win the match was brutal. Dr. Trey, new U.S. champ, the Celtic Warrior, Sheamus. Yeah, surprising result considering the uh, the amount of TV time Riddle gets. Uh, and Sheamus being the consummate pro who always helps elevate everybody else around him. But... Yeah, that moonsault bro kick combo was nasty. Um, but I will say this, Jeff. I did get my brief Rob Van Dam Riddle interaction backstage. Thank so God. Yeah, you called it. You absolutely called it. Uh, something you've been calling for a long time is this Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship. Big E defending against Apollo Crews. We both had Apollo Crews, and we have a new Intercontinental Champion in said Apollo Crews. Fun match, hard-hitting match. Uh, I wish Cruz and Big E got a little bit more time as it felt slightly rushed. Uh, Baba Tunde slash Dabakato helps Apollo Cruz win the Intercontinental Championship in a moment that Dr. Trey has been waiting for for a long time to see for Apollo Cruz. Dr. Trey, this has been the show of shows. Sammy versus Kevin Owens, and Apollo Cruz leaves with the IC title. This must have been like the night of nights for you. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> Did you cry? Uh, I know. I was able to, to hold myself together. And a lot of it was because of the uh, Dabakato, Babatunde. I don't know what we're going to call him out this ma- after this match. He might be like almost and get like four more names before they settle on one. Uh, but he came out looking like uh, Omar Gaddafi uh, from his heyday in Libya. Uh, just It was a weird match to have a Nigerian drum fight and them not really explain what a Nigerian drum fight is and have all the drums around the ring, and nary a drum was used. Although the gong did get used, which my wife Emily said to me, there needs to be more gong shots in wrestling, because it sounds great. But uh, overall, I, I thought it was a fine match. I, I, I Like you said, I wish I had more time. Um, you know, the opening spot with that spear right through the ropes within like the first two minutes of the match, I thought was great. Set a tone for a high-impact, fast-paced match. And, uh, you know, this this might be the launching point for both these guys going forward because you and I eight months ago thought we'd be seeing Big E in the main event at WrestleMania. Um, maybe this is his setup for you know bigger things moving towards the world titles. We get towards next year's WrestleMania and Apollo being the, the you know Nigerian heel gets some credibility with a big icy win and now gets a giant of a man to back him up. 
All right, let's get to the next match here for the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka defending against Rhea Ripley. We both had Rhea Ripley, Dr. Trey, and Rhea Ripley did win the Raw Women's Championship on Sunday night. Uh, I thought the match felt a little slow between two of the best in the women's division today. Uh, really happy for Rhea Ripley to win the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca and Rhea winning the women's title at WrestleMania 37 reminds me of Cena and Batista winning the world titles at WrestleMania 21. Uh, I think this could be a historic changing point in WWE with both of these women winning the women's titles at 30, WrestleMania 37. Uh, your thoughts on the match, and then we'll talk a little bit about what happened on Raw and then in the uh, very cool moment on NXT television this past Tuesday. Yeah, I, I thought the match was a bit off, and, and, and sometimes we have those with Asuka. Asuka can have a great match one night, and then you know the next match, it, it just kind of feels off because her timing and her speech sometimes doesn't work well with the other person the first time. Um, I thought the finish kind of came out of nowhere as well, but overall, it was just when you get to the result, the result is something that makes you very happy. You know, we saw Rhea last year WrestleMania, you know, lose the NXT title to Charlotte Flair, uh, but now she gets to come back this year and beat Oscar, and then the stuff that happened on Monday night with Oscar, Charlotte, and Rhea is is going to be fun. Those are three of the best women in in wrestling today. So, looking forward to see how that plays out, but. Really big, you know, really excited for to see Rhea get this moment. And then, the, like you said, the moment on NXT, that, that was fantastic. That was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, let's get to uh, Raw. Charlotte returning to Raw, cuts a heel promo and takes, promo and takes out both Asuka and Rhea Ripley during the WrestleMania rematch on Raw. So now Charlotte's back, integrating herself, Dr. Trey. And as you mentioned on NXT television, Raquel, Bianca, and Rhea Ripley celebrating the women's title wins from WrestleMania 37 week in a very cool moment. The future is now in the women's division. I love that moment, uh, Dr. Trey, from Tuesday, as you said as well. Yeah, no, my only there is part of me, though, the old school wrestling fans, like, didn't Raquel and Rhea just have a feud? Ah, stop and, it. We're not supposed <laughs> to remember that. I know. There's that, that's, that's the old school guy in me. So, you know, my old school, new school, new school guys, like, it's beautiful, it's great. Old school guys like that. Those two should hate each other and they shouldn't celebrate together. But outside of that, it was, it was a great thing. And uh, for a moment, Monday night, I got on the Jeff Peck fan wagon, or Jeff Peck fan wagon. Of, wow, Charlotte looks fantastic in that dress. Yeah. So yeah. Jeff's a Charlotte looker fan, and I, I, I struggled with it for a long time, but Monday night, she looked amazing. Andrade. Andrade. Can't, oh, you know, I'll eat alone. Can't mess with him. Uh, let's get to the uh, final match here from WrestleMania 37 weekend. Finally, Dr. Trey. Triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defending against Edge and Daniel Bryan. You and I both had Daniel Bryan winning, and Roman Reigns won, a heel one, to close WrestleMania 37. Uh, good triple threat match. I could have done without the Jay Uso interference at the end, but it goes with how Roman Reigns has been booked lately, where he has needed his cousin's help a lot of the time. Uh, I was surprised that WWE went with the heel Roman Reigns to close the final line of WrestleMania, and uh, we're already starting to see that there's some controversy over the double pin of Bryan and Edge, uh, something that we expect to be addressed on Friday SmackDown, because technically Edge pinned Daniel Bryan, even though his shoulders were pinned as well. So does that mean Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania Backlash? Um, very polarizing match here, Dr. Trey, at least from the finish standpoint. Roman Reigns defeating Edge and Daniel Bryan to retain the Universal title. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the match. I, I it, it was my favorite. I'm going to tell you now, that was my favorite match of, of the show. I thought it was really well done. The, the facials and the visuals and the emotion in that match was palpable. Like You could feel everything they were doing, um, you know, the, the desperate acts of desperate men, even that's the theme through like, you know, Brian edge pulling out all, you know, every trick in their, in their book 
to, to get the belt. And then, you know, the, the, the Jay Uso thing, if it had happened any other way other than him being stretchered out early to then come running back in at the end, I, I don't like that. If you're being, if you're leaving on a stretcher to me, that's, that's, you're done for the night. You know, you can have the medical officials carry you off or walk you off and then run back out. I'm fine with that. But to, to do the, 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 you know, the stretcher Garrick or the, you know, EMTs out there putting the neck brace on all that stuff. I, I don't like seeing it because I think it makes light of neck injuries. Um, but outside of that, like that's just nitpicking outside of that. I, I really, really enjoyed this match and thought it was well done. And, you know, nobody's ever going to forget the facial of edge locking on the cross face with the, the, the bar from the chair in Roman's mouth. Like that's just one of those WrestleMania visuals. That's going to last a very, very long time. All right, a WrestleMania 37 night two predictions record. I went three and three. Dr. Trey went two and four. Uh, this will be an interesting one here. Night two event rating and match of the night. I, I gave night two a 3.7. I was not a huge fan of it as compared to night one. I thought nine one, night one squashed night two. Uh, my match of the night from night two, Dr. Trey, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. What say you? How'd you feel about night two from an event rating standpoint and match of the night perspective? Yeah, I was a 3.7. The Fiend stuff really, the Fiend stuff and then the uh, women's tag match kind of brought the show down for me. Um, but I still had Roman Edge and Dan O'Brien as, excuse me, sorry, uh, my match of the night. Um, I love Kevin and Sammy. They can literally fight forever and I'll never get sick of it. But to me, I like the uh, emotion on Edge's face, making his entrance to the ring. Daniel Bryan, all those guys soaking in that. The performance of those guys as well. I mean, really, Edge hasn't had very many matches, and to for them to have that match go as well as it did, I, I really enjoyed it. So that was my match of the night. All right, there you go. Feel free to chime in at SRTU Podcast. Uh, our 2021 pay-per-view predi- predictions record right now, I'm at 41 and 18, Dr. Trey 39 and 20, so we're very, very close now uh, as we head towards WrestleMania Backlash in mid-May. Uh, quick programming note as we uh, wrap up this week's edition of the show. We'll be back next week with a special show. It'll be the 2021 State of Professional Wrestling show for everybody. Uh, we're taking a little bit of a break from WrestleMania week and bringing you a uh, special show instead. Uh, with that said, Dr. Trey, let's get a couple plugs and sponsors out of the way. You could download this show every Thursday at thebowershow.com, WrestleChatNet on Twitter, and the Still Real Toast show on uh, iTunes. Don't forget to climb the charts. Uh, don't forget to rate and review. Um, wow, I'm getting all screwed up here on my own things because I am trying to play the end song. It started playing through my HomePod, which I'm sure you could hear in the background. So let's get a couple of plugs and sponsors out of the way. You can download the show every Thursday at thebowershow.com, WrestleChatNet on Twitter, and the Still Real Show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us to climb the charts on iTunes. You can follow us individually on Twitter for myself, at SRTU Jeff and for Dr. Trey Franklin at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. With that being said, what is going on in the wonderful world of Dr. Trey Franklin this week? Well, like Jeff said, you can follow me on Twitter at the Dr. Trey. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Dr. Trey Franklin. Uh, when you're on Facebook, check out Rocket Seed Championship Wrestling. We have a big show coming up this Saturday. Uh, also, uh, we have the Road to Wrestling Con 4 coming up. Uh, headlined by Gangrel making his return, C.W. Anderson, uh, Logan Cree from MLW, uh, Larry D. from Impact Wrestling, uh, and several other stars making their way back in. Uh, so really looking forward to we get to that 
and you mentioned the closing song playing. Meanwhile, Sammy's over here playing my guitar like he's Elias right now, so it's kind of throwing me off as well. Yeah, it's just uh, throwing it all off. I mean, it's a lot of matches to cover. Uh, that is That basically sums up WrestleMania week. Is uh, Once you reach the end of it, we all should just have a drink and wear t-shirts that say, I survived WrestleMania 37. It's only a fun time for professional wrestling, but of course, it's definitely demanding too. So until next week, when we look at the state of professional wrestling for the year 2021 coming out of WrestleMania 37, for Dr. Trey Franklin, I'm Jeff Peck. Happy post-WrestleMania week to you. This is The Sterilto Show. Seven iconic housewives from four different cities. Look at this water. We're going to give them something to talk about. Vacation at Turks and Caicos. The party now. The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. All episodes streaming now, only on Peacock. <laughs> Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Say by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy faves, go to PeacockTV.com and get started.